Welcome to Between Us Leaders, where women in ministry talk about leading with wisdom and devotion to God. I'm your host, Terry Herndon, and today we're talking about who am I here with my special guest, Karen Hagen. Welcome, Karen. Thank you, Terry. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. So today we're going to be talking about who am I here, and I think that that's a topic that women in ministry can really relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the ministry is unique in that we can have the same position in a different ministry location, but the rules and expectations for that position can vary greatly from one place to the next. That's right. And we can often ask ourselves, <laughs> who am I here in this location? It could be the result of maybe, you know, even moving to a different community that we're not familiar with, or maybe it's an entirely different type of ministry altogether. Um, Or maybe what worked at the last church isn't going to be working here. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of reasons why one asks, who am I here? Mm -hmm. And it can be tough to figure us out. So, Karen, I'm hoping that you're going to be able to shed some light and wisdom into that for us. Now, I know that you have journeyed... Um, this ministry road for a while now. So maybe if you can just give us some highlights Mm -hmm. of your journey, uh, where you started and where you are right now. Well, I've been in the ministry now for 38 years, which makes me feel really old. But um, I have to kind of go back to the very beginning because I didn't grow up in a ministry family. Oh, okay. Um, Christians feel like I was born in the church. Um, I always went to church. Very, very controlled environment growing up. And um, not really a lot of stepping out in faith, but more like you work and you get things done. And we go to church and we do things. We always did the same thing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You could always tell where we were by what day it was. Right. It was just very methodical. (laughs) Then I met met my husband who there's nothing methodical about him. Nothing, you know, everything is, is faith. Everything's about stepping out in faith. And really at that point is when I discovered that I was called to the ministry. So I went from being in in a very controlled, um, very just, you know, basic like that to being thrown into ministry, youth ministry and um, and married to my husband, who is a just a faith building person, loves to step out in faith, loves to, to take risks. And so our life from that point on has been crazy, wild, exciting all ministry, you know, all good things. And so we started out as youth pastors in San Jose. We've um, worked, I've worked outside of the church. Okay. I've worked in the church. Um, I have, we, we planted a church, Harvest Church, um, in, the, in 1990. Um, in that church, I had children. I raised my children um, in church planting. You know, that's a whole different, yes. um, different scenario. But um, I was on the worship team. I did kids ministry. I, you know, homeschooled at one point. Wow. I feel like I've kind of done every single thing you could do. Um, then we went to an existing 75-year-old church and uh, pastored there for five years. And that was a whole experience in itself, completely yeah, different than different. church planting. Then we went back to church planting again, which was, again, a, a crazy experience being that we were then in our 40s. And, you know, didn't quite have the energy level we did in our <laughs> 20s, had grown kids, you know, that were in high school now. Um, uh, I've led women's ministries. I haven't led women's ministries. Um, I've just, I feel like I've just done a plethora of, of different things, uh, you know, in, in the ministry. Uh, we co-pastored in our last church. I didn't co-pastor in our other churches. So 
Um, I am credentialed the Assemblies of God. Co-pastoring with Scott. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm an ordained minister with the Assemblies of God. And so all of these things have happened really since I met my husband. (laughs) And um, so God kind of threw me in there. I think he knew if he would have really prepared, you know, tried to plan it ahead of time, I probably would have turned and ran. (laughs) Yeah, but God knew how to how to how to get me to move forward. So that's kind of my journey. Well, I never really thought about how similar our journeys have been. Mm-hmm. We didn't plan a church, but we were part of a church plant and youth pastoring and and uh, kids growing up in the church and children's ministries and all, and all of that. Um, I remember talking with you before your last major assignment, mm-hmm. role change, as becoming a president's wife yeah. of a. North Central. Bible, mm-hmm. Bible College, North Central. University. And, um, oh, University. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I stayed corrected on that. <laughs> um, and just kind of comparing, you know, uh, with mine being a secretary, uh, secretary treasurer's wife position and yours being a, a president's wife position, the similarities and what that might look like. But I, I very well remember that yeah. Uh, conversation. Yeah, that was quite, that was a time in my life when I was kind of, Going, okay, what is my next step? Because yeah. I knew what Scott was going to do. You know, exactly. we've been in, in ministry together for, you know, that many years. And now he's getting a job. And this is, it's a Christian job, but it is a job. And there isn't a position to where I'm going to partner with him in this thing. So that was quite a big change for me. Yes. Yeah. And so that question of who am I here mm-hmm. is... Has been something that's followed me my entire life. I would say, <laughs> I would say that because I would, I would too. Because I, would I don't, too. I've never considered myself, um, you know, a leader. I, in fact, I would run from that. So I feel like every position that I have been in, um, in ministry, has been something that I, I feel like I have not been qualified for. Mm. And yet, you know, God in His mercy and His grace um, has helped me as I've continued to maintain a heart to learn and a heart to discover um, not only uh, who he is, but who he wants to be in me and yes. for me in every new situation that I've been yes. in. Yes. So through those discoveries, um, what were are some of the things that you have specifically discovered that helped you and help you to answer that question? Well, who I, am I here? Who am I here? I think, um, again, I have to go back and I think about, I always think about my mom mm. because my mom was such an incredible example to me. Um, and I didn't really notice until after I was gone and in ministry mm. that as I would look back and I remember every morning her being at, you know, no matter what time I got up, she was on the couch at five o'clock in the morning in her in her prayer closet that was her prayer closet in the couch on the couch in the living room and she would be worshiping and she would be warring and she would be praying and she would be reading her word and that just has really become my example that I can look to and so I think when you think about who am I here um, I think all of us could probably look somewhere if it wasn't our mom it could be somewhere someone that we have seen in ministry that we can look to and say this that's who I want to be when I grow mm-hmm. up, you know. And so I think that discovering that um, uh, so many things about myself that um, I needed to allow God to take control of. So um, I think I'm 57 years old now. I'm very comfortable with who I am. Um, that always wasn't the case. Um, I've decided, or me and my husband have talked a lot about this, that, that about 50% of our life is planned 
and 50%, you have no idea that that's coming. Yeah. And so we really have to be readied and prepared at any given season of our life, any given change, because there's always going to be changes that take place. And so, um, you know, making it through four kids, raising four kids in the ministry, um, professionally, not even really looking for ministry, but God placed me in, in, in ministry mm. that I just have had to um, go through many times of yielding to the Lord and trusting him that if he has called me, which I believe, I truly believe that if we are married to a minister, that we are both called and that we are a team. I do too. That, you know, I don't have to co-pastor, but I am in ministry. And I believe that just as believers, we are all called to minister. And so I kind of look at ministry from a place of I'm a believer and God has placed me in a place of leadership. But even if I wasn't in leadership, I'm a, I'm a minister. I have to be a minister wherever God puts me, whether I'm working an outside job yeah. or working in the church. And so I feel, um, I feel like at 57, I finally have felt, feel very comfortable with who I am because I know the God inside of me. Yes. You know, I know the yes. God inside of me. And so um, I've had to overcome a lot of fear in my life, um, just fear of leading, fear of, um, of letting God use my voice, all of those things that, you know, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but I've felt so much fear and I could never reconcile that in my mind. So learning how to do things afraid, I've discovered that um, I can trust God when he calls me to do something, mm. that I can trust him, that he's equipped me because the word says that he equips those he's called. So I can trust him if he's called me to a position, I don't have to be afraid because he's going to come through as long as I partner with him. Okay. You know, yep. I think so many times I fought uh, with him because I was so afraid to do it instead of saying, God, okay, you, you've called me. I know you've equipped me, and so God, show me how to partner with you in this thing that you're already doing that you just want me to join in with, and what a privilege to be able to join in with our, our yeah. Heavenly Father, yeah. right? And so, you know, not uh, just trusting that greater is he that is in me that he, than he that is in the world. Um, he's always prepared me that I have to, I think one of the biggest things that I've discovered is that um, to keep my eyes fixed on Jesus, but to stay in my lane you know, I'm a very competitive person. Okay. And so that comes out in, you know, the whole scrolling on social media. You know, I'm, I always get myself into a position where it's like, oh, well, they already said that they don't need, I don't, I don't need to say anything or, or man, she's doing so, all this and, you know, I can never do that. So maybe God doesn't really, you know, keeping God, the Holy Spirit is constantly telling me, Karen, stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. I've got, a, I've got something for you to do. Trust me in that. And do what I've called you to do because we all bring something to the table yes. in ministry. I, and so we have to recognize that in ourselves. Nobody's disqualified. So don't disqualify yourself. You know, but but That's allow, a lane hopper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But allow God to use you in what He's called you. He's given you land. You till the land that God has yeah. given to you. So those are so, so those are some of the things that I've learned over the years. Just some of the many things that I've right, learned over right. the years. And what would you say is has been um, the most difficult or challenging one for you as to really as... kind of hone in on or, or grab a hold of? Um, Position-wise? Uh, or... As far as lessons learned. Mm-hmm. Like, um, sometimes it takes me a long time to learn a lesson. Oh, you know, yeah. it's just kind of... <laughs> Or it's like, ah, I just don't, you know, I don't like, I don't like that particular one, you know, Mm -hmm. or um, is there one that's particularly, I think, uh, 
you know, I think I've discovered that I'm a very stubborn person. And so like you say, you know, I don't like, I don't like this lesson. And I think uh, too much of, I've spent too many uh, days and hours trying to control my environment and trying to control the decisions. Um, And I've literally had wrestling matches with God. And I, I kind of feel like if I would have gone back, if I could go back, I wouldn't have fought him as much Mm -hmm. because there's so much joy and there's so much incredible opportunity and um, just fulfillment in relinquishing and surrendering to that assignment, to that position, because it's not the posi- it's not so much about the positions, it's the relationship that you have with God in your position yes. that's going to allow you to be successful or, um, or be defeated. You can, you can be in a new position and be defeated because you're just fighting against what God's asking you to do. Yes. But if, again, if we partner with the Lord and really say, okay, God, you put me here, so there, there is something that you have for me to do, but who do you want to be for me here? Who, how am I going to discover you in a new way in this place? And that is what is going to be the foundation that you ride upon in that new position. So I've discovered every place that I've gone, every new position, every new job or role that I've, I've played, I have discovered God in a much broader sense, a much mm-hmm. larger sense, a much more fulfilling and intimate place that even even to the point of coming here and saying, okay, I'm going to do this podcast with Terry, and I'm not real comfortable with doing that, but God, and we, I was just in the presence of God in my car, just worshiping and saying, God, you want me to be a part of something, and I'm willing, I'm going to partner with you in it, you know? And so you you never stop learning that until we get to heaven. We continue <laughs> right? to learn. We continue to grow. Yeah. We continue to discover the beauty of our God, the greatness of our God, and all that he has for us and all that he wants to give us. Yeah, I love the the picture of partnership because I am all about relationships. Mm-hmm. I love relationships. I love partnering. And sometimes, I will be honest, I probably forget to partner with the Lord because yeah. I like... I get so honed in on my lane mm-hmm. that it's just like I, you know, like a horse on a on a racetrack where they have the blinders that you know you don't see anything exactly. on the sides, and I just get so honed in that sometimes I'm like I'm I'm missing Jesus in that port, you know, because I'm like okay I got it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not it should be an I got it. This is a a we got it. Yeah. You know that. Uh, so I love that that picture and it's a constant interaction, a yes. constant conversation that's um, Holy Spirit saying. You know, oh, oh, we were going to do this, but now actually I want you to do this. Are you going to follow? You know, are you going to follow? You're going to get so stuck in your lane. Yeah, take that blinder off for a second, Terry. Let's, let's, uh, you know, because Moses, Moses had to look over Mm -hmm. at the burning bush. You know, if he was just so focused, you know, uh, frontward, he noticed and he turned towards that. And I'm just, I, I really like the story of Moses. Um, I'm greatly impressed with the patience that God has. You know, with Moses and Moses' calling, and mm-hmm. um, and I think that Moses asked that question a lot himself, as far as, you know, who am I? Here he is, a young Jewish boy living and growing up in a, as an Egyptian prince. Mm-hmm. You know, such um, such vastness, you know, between those two positions. Um, eventually, of course, he fled Egypt, and then he became a shepherd, and then God called him to go back to Egypt to slave his people from uh, slavery. Mm-hmm. And Moses had a lengthy conversation with God um, and asked the Lord, you know, who am I that people right. are even going to listen to me? Mm-hmm. And God had a lot of patience in this during this conversation. And towards the end, he gives Moses um, this tangible object to remind him 
of who he was. And it was, of course, it was his staff. staff. Yeah. His staff. That's mm-hmm. something that he literally, um, literally could hold on to. But what I love is that once Moses understood who he was and who sent him, mm-hmm. he was a whole different man. That's right. He moved and his leadership abilities rose to an entirely new level of, mm-hmm. of effectiveness. Yeah. It, it was like such a, a drastic change. But it was that understanding of who am I here? Mm-hmm. I'm a man of God, yeah. and here's my staff. Yeah. <laughs> and just so, so powerful. So powerful. Um, you know, knowing who you are, regardless of where you are, mm-hmm. is really the key to effective leadership. It really is. And that's where the confidence comes in, because you're not leaning, you know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding yeah. or what you think you are, but acknowledge Him um, in all your ways. He's going to direct you. Acknowledging Him is is allowing the Him to come out of you. I'm not dependent upon my lack of understanding or what I un- seem to understand or yeah. what I think I understand, but I am so connected to the Holy Spirit, so t- connected to God that um, I'm operating in the mind of Christ. I'm operating with the fruit of the Spirit. I'm applying those things, and that's how we our confidence comes up because we know it's not yeah. coming from us. We're right. so convinced <laughs> that we're not that this is not coming from us. Yes. But that God who is so all powerful, all knowing, so able, you know, to um, do exceedingly more than we could ever ask or think is the one that's working in us. And yeah. that's where Moses changed when he really got it. Yes. You know, that yes. God hey, God is there. He is with you, you know. Yeah. And um I think that's probably my testimony, maybe yours as well. Just when we get to that place of discovery where we really believe, kind of really believe what we've always been saying. Yeah. You know, because you can say the word, but do you really believe what the word is saying? And when you get to that point for your own self, we can say it to other people, but you get it, you believe it for your own self. That's when you're really able to be free from your own self and be able to do what God's called you to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, it's a process. It is a process. You know, sometimes we just have to start off with just saying it. And mm-hmm. sometimes we need to hear ourselves say it again and exactly. again and again for it to get into our spirits and into our hearts, into our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's just, uh, uh, my experience has been it's, it's a process. It is. a pro- And sometimes it's, just, it's a slow process. Yes. And yeah. um, depending on how stubborn or how lenient we are, <laughs> how we're able to just go with that flow, um, it can be a little bit longer of a process. But I just, I was made myself continue to move forward in trying to discover some more about God and more about what God wants to, how he wants to work with me on this earth before we all get to go to heaven, yeah. you know? Amen. So. Well, Karen, um, our time is up. So mm-hmm. if I could ask you uh, to pray for the yes. ladies that are perhaps listening to this and thinking, oh my gosh, I, who am I here? I don't mm-hmm. know. And they're going through this process of, of trying to figure that out. Yes. Um, if you could just uh, pray for them, that mm-hmm. would be fantastic. So God, we just come before you, Lord, and we say thank you, Father. Yes, Fa- first of all, just for the opportunity to partner with you in in the ministry that you've called us to, yes. God. I pray, Father, for the any any person, any woman that is hearing um, our voices right now, Lord God, that you would, um, Father, just dwell inside of them. Make yourself known to them, Lord. I pray, God, that as we come before you, Lord, and we discover who you are in a greater way. We come in relationship with you in a mightier way, Lord God, that you're going to reveal your plan. 
Lord, and it is going to bring confidence and wholeness yes. and health, God. I pray, Lord, for those who feel, God, that they are lost right now, God. Mm -hmm. Father, that's a lie from the enemy, Lord, and I just pray you would pour your purpose and pour your destiny and pour your plan, God, and let it be clear to these precious women of God, Lord. And I just thank you, God, that you're faithful, you're able, that you never let us down, you never leave us, God. You are always there, and you are always willing, Lord, and yes. you are always speaking, God. Give us yes. ears to hear what your spirit is saying and eyes to see where you're working, God, and help us to partner with you in our ministries that you've given to us on this earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Karen, for joining me and sharing your wisdom with us. And I hope you listening will join me again as we continue our discussion on leading with wisdom and devotion to God. Until then, blessing to you and yours. Bye-bye.